from Affirm Films. The studio that brought you miracles from heaven comes 5,000 Blankets. A woman and her young son, Philip, set out to find his missing father on the streets, sparking a movement that inspires a city. There are over 5,000 homeless souls in this city alone. So it is Philip's wish to reach each and every one of them with a comforting gesture. Inspired by a true story. 5,000 Blankets. In theaters for two nights only, December 12th and 13th. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. More information is available at 5,000blanketsmovie.com. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. friends and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and this is episode 232, Faith Comes in Small Packages. And you can find the show notes for today's episode at A Few Minutes with God podcast. And I also want to give a shout out uh, to our sponsor. It's 5000 Blankets, which is a quick theater release in December. And it is inspired by a true story. 5,000 Blankets will encourage you to give to others. And it also allows us to find hope this holiday season. Um, And you can see it exclusively in theaters December 12th and the 13th. And you can find out more information at phantomevents.com forward slash events forward slash 5,000 dash blankets. Or you can look for the link of the movie page, and you can find that at 5000blanketsmovie.com. And so friends, it is, you know, with uh, such a wonderful um, feeling that I have that we can really do so much within the comfort of our own homes. We don't really have to Uh, surround ourselves with people to grow in our faith. We can do this as a personal journey. While I think it's wonderful to surround yourselves with like-minded Christians, especially um, if we want to be challenged, I know that so many times um, that there are so many things out there that can take my eyes and my focus off of God. And that's why I wanted to start, um, you know, with the focus of this podcast on the topic of small packages. What are some of those things that come in small packages that you cherish? And I really want you to take a minute to think about this. If you need to, you can turn off this audio, um, you know, and jot some things down or uh, come back to it later. But one of the things that I was thinking about when I you know, gave myself this assignment, is that often we look at those grand gestures, or we look at those things that are big and grand. You know, for example, if when we think about Christianity, we think about, you know, the miracles of Christ that he performed in the scriptures. Um, When we look at faith, sometimes we look at those things, um, those big things, you know, instead of looking at the small things, well, we have to remind ourselves that those small things sometimes are priceless. 
The way we practice our faith should not be a burden or a list of things we should do. It should be a lifestyle that is effortless. And as I've shared in previous episodes, that as Christians, we don't give up anything for our faith. Our faith actually enhances our lives. And it gives us so much more than we could ever imagine or ever repay or give back to the Lord. And the happiest people I know are the ones that do things for others. My brother, through an unfortunate surgery, lost the sight in one of his eyes, and he went from a very uh, well-paying, high-powered job to staying at home and living with a disability. Yet, as I've watched him through the years in his recovery process, I find that he's happier now and has become more um, of a full person or well-rounded person because he's become involved in wonderful charities. One was going to the schools and reading to, you know, less fortunate kids. Another um, is, it's a program called something like Bed for Kids. I'm not sure of the exact name, but it's a program where um, beds are purchased, new beds for foster parents so that they can have foster kids in their homes. And even though he can no longer drive and it's because of, you know, losing sight in one eye and his peripheral um, peripheral vision in the other, um, he still has found ways to give back. And it's difficult for his family and they've all had to, you know, cope with, with this you know, what could otherwise be termed as a burden, but instead his life has been turned around and we can all appreciate that gift of life. In giving to others, we are blessed. Again, it doesn't have to be that huge thing. It can be a small little thing. And that is also the underlying theme of the Christmas faith, which underscores love for others above self. I think we all know that of people who put themselves first and they're not happy people or if they appear to be happy, we really know or the people that really know them that underlying they are keeping from others the hurt that they are suffering. It's easy to rejoice in all things when everything is going well, but what about those times of hardship in our lives? The way that we react shows us personally how we are in our walk with the Lord. At one time when finances were tight, I remember making this, you know, specific purpose to look at all of the things that I was surrounded with that were free. One thing was the beautiful sky or the beautiful weather or the gift of life. The other was the love of family and friends. The other is the joy of being able to come to you weekly and proclaim the joys of the Christian faith. These are simply pleasures but they're simple pleasures and they can be part of the overall joy of celebrating God's love. It's good to remember that we should be awake and notice the things happening around us. And in this way, we awaken to the truth of salvation. Romans 13, 11 through 14 states, and to do this, understanding the present time, the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify 
the desires of the flesh. And this again, I talked about in, um, you know, the last podcast, and that is denying ourselves, that is giving to others. And that is the focus being off of us. Because again, only in Christianity, do we find that we are required at times to deny ourselves. In denying ourselves, we, we practice not sinning, you know, when we have that option, because a lot of times when we look at sins and the sins of the flesh, as they put it, uh, for example, the sin of gluttony of wanting to overeat, it's really easy to make all of these excuses for why it's okay. But when we focus on God, and we focus on, you know, improving ourselves, by abstaining or not eating as much, we are not only, you know, having authority over ourselves, and our flesh, so to speak, but we are also practicing denying other things that could lead us into great sin. The weeks leading up to the Christmas season remind us that Christ is the light, and as we know, the light dispels darkness. When we are in sin, we often don't recognize it, but later when we see it, we realize that we were really in the sense of darkness. And that is why I make an effort to see the good in things, big and small, the joy of having family near or spending time with my kids when they're visiting home, the time I spend with a dear friend or even an acquaintance at church. Um, I go to a church that has a lot of visitors from up north, and I always get such a kick out of, you know, them coming up to me. You know, we just smile and say hi to each other when we're going into church, but they'll come up to me specifically and say, well, I want to let you know that I'm going back home. I don't even know this person's name, but I like it's, it touches me that they want to let me know, um, you know, what they're doing so I won't miss them. And so, you know, I always say that, you know, I'll pray for safe travels, and I was so happy for the time to be able to see them. And I don't even, like I said, know their name. But the point is that as Christians, we are one body of Christ, and we're there celebrating and rejoicing, you know, and going to church together. I remember also hearing that when we smile to a stranger, it might be the only smile they get that day. Can you imagine? We get so caught up in our own world and our own problems that we often forget the hardship of others. And I have to share with you um, a a funny story. Uh, When I was first married to my husband, he has the most beautiful smile, and he smiles at everyone. I, it used to be a little bit embarrassing. I've been married to the man for over 43 years. So at this point in time, I'm used to it. But he would just smile to anybody, no matter who they were, or what their age. And I started noticing that the younger people that he was smiling to were like, you know, smiling back and kind of being flirty back to him thinking that he was being flirty to them. So, you know, being a newlywed and a little bit insecure, I said to him, you can smile to anybody you want under the ages of 12 and over the ages of 70. So we always got a kick out of that, you know, that we just laughed and, you know, that he had this age limit of people he could smile to. But later on, when I learned about, you know, sometimes that smile is the only, you know, thing that people have, or that they think about, you know, I really feel bad that I said that. And again, it came out of my own insecurity, not really because of, you know, him trying to be flirty. That's just who he is. And he just had that personality where he smiled at everyone. And that can bring people joy. The joy of having family near us is so important. 
And that, for me, is one of the greatest gifts. When we think about faith coming in small packages, we can point to the scene in the manger at the birth of Christ and also remember the fear that Mary and Joseph had to overcome, to bring the Savior of into this world, and the confusion when they were visited by the wise men or the magi, and then by coming, you know, seeing the shepherds coming um, who heard, you know, from the angels of the Lord, and they follow the star. And can you imagine all of the things that Mary and Joseph had to think about and ponder? And what a miracle that so many of us talk about and think about all of these years over 2000 years later, and we bring those things close to our hearts, and we think about them, and we think about them in light, not only of our salvation, but also of the miracle of the nativity. And it depicts Mary and Joseph, um, you know, in such a way that it causes us, you know, to identify with them. And I really love the movie, The Nativity, because it showed um, through the actors, the humble roots and the hardships that made the birth of Christ so real and so heartfelt. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is when Mary and Joseph stop and share the fire of a poor shepherd. And you can see that you know this man's elderly and he's lived a, ha- a hard life and shepherds lit, lit, led a life of solitude. And there's something in there where, you know, um, the shepherd said something about, you know, being a nobody, you know, he said, um, you know, I am no one. And Mary said that, that the Savior, the Christ child was for everyone. And later that shepherd visited, you know, after the birth of Christ and was able to, you know, put his hand on the baby. And every time I watch the movie, tears come to my eyes because it reminds me that in Christ, we all have a purpose. We have a plan. We are someone in Christ. That tiny bundle, that small package was touching the hearts of men and women before he was hours old. And if we open our hearts to those small things in our spiritual lives, we are going to find our faith grow. The tiny package in our lives can can consist of love, joy, and peace. And those small words pack a punch and can increase our love and our faith. And the challenge this week, my friends, is to look for those small and often forgotten joys that we overlook and thank and praise God for this and for all things. And I encourage you this week to praise God and to bless him in word and deed. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, a afewminuteswithgod.com and your podcast page on a few minutes with God podcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.